welcome to the Effortlessly Abundant Life Podcast, where we will dive into the mindset, spirituality, and practical tools to have more of what you want with less effort. I'm your host, Natalia, a mindset shifter, certified life and success coach, and hypnotherapist who is obsessed with making your life feel good from the inside out. So let's dive in in today's episode in three, two, Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Effortlessly Abundant Life. Today, we're going to have a very special and beautiful, beautiful guest that I know you guys are going to love. Her name is Annie Cal- Cal- Calvaneso. Did I say it correctly? I hope so. Yes, you did. <laughs> Fantastic. And she actually is an amazing, amazing soul who helps soul-driven, who has they have purpose. They want to do something bigger than themselves in life and help them to monetize, make money out of it. And so, so, so much more. And with no further ado, let's get out of here. How are you, love? Hello. I'm so great. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so oh excited. My God. Me too. So by the way, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. So if you guys watch us on, 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 you know, YouTube, you see us with the nails, we have hearts, we have reds. I mean, Annie's makeup is on point today. So enjoy. <laughs> so tell a little bit more about yourself, Annie, for those who don't know you, what are you about? What are you kind of busy at this moment? Yes. Yeah. So I am a business mentor and I'm also a professional opera singer. So um, I have contracts with both Toledo Opera and Detroit Opera this season. It's been absolutely amazing and I love it so much. I feel like I'm living my dream life. Um, So I'm a business mentor for soul-led entrepreneurs. So people who really feel like they have a bigger mission in life. Um, For example, a lot of the people that I've worked with, um, I'll just give some examples. One of my clients right now owns a grant writing agency in New York City, and she helps so many people receive funding for so many different causes. And it's just beautiful, the ripple effect that her business can create. And I'm also working with a school on bringing their music program to the school so that their kids at the school can have really great music education and to empower and inspire the young minds in music. And then I've also worked with a bunch of voice teachers and astrologers, tarot readers, career coaches, so many other types of businesses. Um, But really the through line for all of them is that all of these people want to leave a bigger mark on the world. They want to leave the world better than they left it. So that's really what I'm about is helping people who have a bigger mission and who want to be leaders. That's absolutely amazing. So you see why I brought her? (laughs) Because all the people are probably listening to this they have something bigger they want to achieve in their life, but they don't want to work hard for it. They don't want to hustle for it. And I think this is the new generation where spiritual people like you and me and all the people that we help is, is they're ready to ready to step into this place where they can help more people and actually make really good money out of it. And it's not something to be ashamed about. And I think it's very spiritual to, actually make money of something that you are passionate about. Um, So what are the biggest things that you see a lot of people that come to you, they're making mistakes with? What is the kind of the things they're lacking or they're missing out? Yeah, I would say the main thing is boundaries. Um, I think people letting people dictate how they spend their time and energy. So for example, 
a lot of what I work on with clients is a lot of their systems and structures in the back end. Um, boundaries, not only with other people, but also with yourself. So making sure that you're sticking to a schedule and being consistent, that's a, a boundary with yourself, right? And then also making sure that people can't just contact you out of the blue anytime, anywhere, setting boundaries with your phone so that you don't receive business information on your phone and clients can't text your personal phone number or not being available 24 seven, or um, sometimes I'll have clients whose um, clients are really late on payments. And that's also a boundary that you can set, like not completing work or starting work until the payment has been made and also having contracts in place, things like that. I think a lot of people that come to me, they have this huge mission that they want in life, but they don't have the business skills or understanding. And that's kind of where I come in. Um, I do have the big vision for them as well, but I think a lot of times they need more um, of the, the systems and structures in their businesses. Absolutely. And I think it's so true what you just said. It's really that the people pleasing type of mentality because we am empaths we want to help people so much where we over giving we over delivering we over sharing to the point where we have nothing left to give to ourselves, and actually it comes from a place of lack right when you over give and the energy is not every time you give it's a, from a place of pleasing and not from a place of true abundance right mm -hmm. So I think it's so true what you just said. So for those who are listening, this is so important for you to really take a step back and really ask yourself, what is it that you want, right? How you want to have your day spent? Do you want to every day, all day answer clients or how you want a day to look like, how you want to set the boundaries with yourself, how you want to start your day, how you want to how much you want to eat, how much you want to, who you want to spend time with. These are the questions that is also bleed into your business, right? It's who you are. You can't just separate yourself from your business. So I think it's so, so, so beautiful and so true. Um, so, okay, fantastic. And one of the things that I think that, I don't know about you, Annie, but for me, I feel like creatives like me and you, I think they have, because, you know, we're talking about manifestation a lot here as well. They, I believe we have a superpower to truly create our reality even more than the average person. And I think so many people, you coming from the opera world, I am the same way, right? I'm an opera singer myself. I'm more in the crossroad over world, but still. And yeah. I see it a lot of, you know, artists that are also business owners. They have either a voice studio or they have a day job or they have something on the side, but they are, they are just living in this like lack mentality that starving artist mentality that is just killing me. What do you have to say about that? Oh, how much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I think it's the system that we're in. I think it's the, the system of artists, like, especially in the opera world, there's like this scarcity mindset. There's only so many roles, only so many people get jobs, all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that there is a huge problem in the system, but it's also up for us to create our own opportunities. And that's why I do have a program that's just for singers and performers to create a second business. Um, and that has helped so many people. And then I think you also know, um, in 2020, I helped over 60 people start businesses during like yes. the worst 
pandemic. So um, I really think it's up to us to make sure that we don't feel scarcity by providing income for ourselves. You know, we can't just wait for the system to change. We have to either get another job or we need to create our own opportunities in music. Like I used to throw my own recitals and things like that. And you just have to be really good at marketing and really good at sales. And you have to ask for the money that you want for your performances and not settle. I think that's another boundaries thing too. Is <laughs> yes for a wedding or something, asking for the actual amount that you need to be able to do that instead of settling. Um, so yeah, I think there is a major lack mentality and it's not anyone's fault. You know, it's because of the way that it's set up for singers and performers and artists. It's just not as valued in the world, which I think is stupid. That's a whole other conversation. Correct. That we can all really help ourselves and support ourselves by creating our own income that gives us the freedom to be able to also pursue artistic endeavors. I agree. I agree. I think, first of all, the, the, the key here is you can create your life. So you can create your opportunities. You don't need to sit there and wait for somebody to invite you to do a role or do something. You can just go ahead, do the research, go see where you want to perform, which role you want to perform, or maybe create something of your own. Like I did with Voce Nova, where we combined pop and opera. We created a whole new repertoire and we actually went to made it to America's Got Talent. And that was amazing. And that opened a whole new you know, cruise ship things and all these things that uh, lined up for us. And it's amazing. And oh. this is what it's really excited because you're actually passionate about what you do. You're not just do it to do it. I'm actually excited to sing the things that I do. And I think also giving the permission slip of if it doesn't excite you anymore, if the music doesn't excite you anymore, classical music doesn't excite you anymore, it's okay. It's okay to move forward to what is exciting for you or create something that is exciting because I believe your abundance is connected to how passionate you are, excited you are or whatever it is that you do. So the more you are attached to that, especially as creators, that's, that's your, like your money, money magnet, in my opinion. <laughs> right. I totally agree. And I think it's really about getting rid of things that are not aligned so that you can make mm. space is and really having boundaries around that and having standards and sticking to the standards, you know, wow. like, I'm not going to accept certain jobs that pay under a certain level because I don't want, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm willing to say no to that, to make space for something else. Cause that's the standard that I'm on. Um, and for example, I had a client recently who was really, really late on a payment and I was just about ready to walk away from that client and, and say, you know what? Um, we need to end this contract. And I've, I've actually done that before. Um, and it's worth it, you know, cause you're creating space for people who actually do respect you and people who are aligned with you. And if opportunities and people aren't aligned, I think we have to let them go to make space for what is. It's so true. And it's so hard. <laughs> it's the hardest thing because it's so familiar. And we think that is that that's all it is. There's no more. Nobody will pay me for what I like to do. Um, so Let's talk about if we talk about making money in business and we talked about it a lot privately and I want to kind of step it up and kind of introduce it to people that maybe don't understand that. But healing trauma has a, such a big impact on your business, on everything you do, mm -hmm. especially business. So yeah. what are your thoughts about it? If you want to share a little bit about what are your experiences? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So um, for those listening who don't know me, I had two businesses before this one. The first one was teaching voice lessons, and that's how I got myself through college. The second one, um, I have a business where I helped singers with health and fitness, and I worked with like top singers all over the world, opera singers. And my program, Strength for Singers, has been featured at the University of Michigan, at New York Dramatic Voices. Um, and it's a workshop that I do now for young artist programs. And it's been so much fun. Um, that business, though, was actually created because while I was in school, I had an eating disorder. I had anorexia. And to make a long story short, my stomach ruptured from the eating disorder. And for those listening who are not singers, you do need a lot of strength in your body to sing. So that's how I came up with Strength for Singers and I started working on it. Um, but, you know, the thing is, I actually had a lot of self-worth issues from that because when something happens, when you have an eating disorder, um, it's really rooted in, in a lack of self-worth and also not having standards and boundaries for yourself. So through healing that, I was able to develop this beautiful business out of that, which then led to my business that I have now. Um, but yeah, I would say healing trauma is probably one of the most important things in business because if you don't feel like you're worthy of receiving money or you're not worthy of aligned opportunities or aligned clients, then you're not going to be able to attract those things. You're going to hang on to people and things that are not the right fit for you. And it's going to detract you from what actually is the right fit. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, wow. And in terms of, okay, we want to start healing ourselves, right? I mean, everybody has some kind of trauma, everybody. And I feel it's part of our soul contract to get through something like that, to expand ourselves beyond what trauma is. And I think there's so many blessings beyond the trauma. And what is kind of like, how did you get out of it? How, like, if you go back to any that is probably I imagine in the hospital going through this procedure and just in your thoughts and like deciding that that is it I'm I'm no longer available to feel this way or allow all these things that I allow so far what would be the first step for that person what do you think really looking at yourself and saying how am I living for other people right now like what's misaligned in my life what am I doing right now that is not actually feeling good to me? Because it's like you said, when we're excited, we attract abundance. But like when we're not excited about something and it just feels like we can feel it in our bodies. If you really tune into your body, you can feel if something just feels gross to you, like it doesn't feel aligned. And for me, a lot of it was this insane pressure that I felt from society to look a certain way. I was a perfectionist. I was always a straight A student. I always had to have the hottest boyfriend, straight A's, the like best body, all these things. And when I looked at myself, I saw that a lot of it was actually rooted in um, diet culture, but then also being bullied as a child and realizing that I was trying to like prove something to the world by being the, the thinnest and the prettiest and all these things. And when I looked at that, I was like, is this true? Is it true that I'm not ugly? Is it true that I'm fat? Is it true that I'm not worthy if I'm fat? Is it like, I had to really ask myself all of these questions and that led me down so many different paths. I, I was looking into, um, you know, for my business, um, I also developed this program called Empowered by Exercise, where we were talking about so much diet culture and how it affects 
us. So yeah, to make, to make a long story short with that, I really think that trauma has a huge impact on your business because it affects your self-worth and your self-worth affects what boundaries you have in life. And I think boundaries in business are everything, like keeping your business and your personal life separate. I'm going to take a step further and tell that I'm just going to go back for and share is kind of very similar to you. I had to be extraordinary in everything. If it was grades or, you know, do something or get some kind of award to get recognized by my parents. My parents were, you know, immigrants from Belarus. We came to Israel. I had no siblings or just me. And I almost like felt I have to always over deliver and always do and clean the house and cook for dinner and just take that role on myself to be recognized and get some kind of a love. And that's mm -hmm. something that I carried throughout my life. And I think being also a performer where you have to stand out, you have to do all these things to like get the solo or get the role and, and, you know, get the yes. And just all these combined, it just mm -hmm. created almost like a alter ego of myself, that person that is not, you know, if I'm not that person, I'm not, I don't know who I am. And I had to almost die, quote unquote, of this person that I thought I needed to be or this thought that I need to be a singer in order to feel like I'm meeting in life. Because yeah. I feel for a lot of singers, we kind of like commit to this dream or say, that's it, I'm going to die doing this and I'm going to make it. And if not, my life is not worth it. And I think at some point, specifically after I finished my master uh, master degree and I did some kind of shows and I did a couple of roles, and I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do this. I don't want to travel the world and go to Europe and live in a suitcase and like sing these roles that don't excite me anymore. And like, I truly wanted to vomit. But then I remember myself saying, oh my God, but I, I, I move all the way sacrifice so much spend so much time and money to do this and become an opera singer but it's like you have to learn to let go as you said of that person of that belief all the people all the things we think that served us until this point they served us obviously they brought us to where we are but you need to know where to kind of let it go and move forward and that's what brought me to Vochanova and do whatever I wanted to do but taking a step forward, I think also for me was always coming back to my true authentic self and know that is enough, that mm -hmm. is enough for me to be compensated for it fairly. It's enough. I don't need to do zigzags and, and post 500 times a day and do all the crazy things in order to be uh, a, a successful business owner. And I think this is what a lot of people think like what business means and they're just feel like they're not it because they're not like went to business school or they're not business savvy or all these, all these lies we tell ourselves. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think there's this weird phenomenon, I guess we'll call it in the business coaching and business mentorship industry where, and I know we've talked about a little bit where there are people who are selling essentially nothing. Like they're selling a system or a strategy, but the problem with that, and I think the thing that makes me different from other business mentors is that systems and strategies don't work for every single person. Like every person's business is going to be different. And also every person will have different energy going into things. So for example, um, 
some people are not going to want to post every single day on social media. Some people are going to not even want to use social media. Um, some people are going to want to do sales calls. Some people don't want to. So there's so many different ways to go about it. And I feel like people sell these systems that they like package up really nicely and make it look like this is the solution. And they're really good at marketing and sales, but then those systems are not actually aligned with the people in it. Maybe it works for a few people, but to me, that always felt like going back into like this toxic masculine energy where I was doing these tasks like as a means to an end. And I didn't actually enjoy the tasks, but what I learned throughout entrepreneurship is that most of it is about enjoying the journey. So if you don't enjoy the actual process of building your business, it's probably not the right strategy. 100%. And there's so many ways to get there. And as I said, I truly, it's funny. Like you always think you need to do something other than what, who you are in order to be successful. But it's so funny. It's always coming back to actually who you are owning it and owning the way you want to do things and really ask yourself how you want your, your success slash business to look like. For me, I don't want to have, I don't know, 500 students or like be packed with uh, clients all day. Like I want room to breathe. I want to be with my family. That's not success to me. Like the figures is not equal success to me. It's the way you actually making the money is the way you actually day to day living your life. Yes. And you know, it's not only about the seven, eight figures. It's about also, are you happy? <laughs> because okay you have the money in the bank and what you know it's for me the day-to-day -day, like is that truly what fuels you you do what you love you meeting the people you serving the people you love and it's all kind of aligned beautifully together that is the secret in my opinion and I think as you said the whole and I'm just going to touch up on it because I think it's important to mention because we're not the only one who thinks that way. And because we are both coaches in different areas, but we see it a lot. There's a lot of almost like these, I don't want to say smoking mirrors, but it's definitely not what, it's not authentic. And I feel it's very masculine driven, as you said, where it's very almost like only the figures, only the money, only the, oh, I retired my husband or this and that. It's like, I don't care. It's it's more about, you know, I feel like it's they're not serving from a place of serving. And that's what's lacking in our coaching kind of industry. And I think it's so important. That's why I brought you here because I truly believe you're so connected and you so deeply care about the people you serve. And it's it's noticeable. It really comes through all the things you do because, because you, we've been on the other side and both of us. Where we felt we're not being served the way we felt we needed. And it's 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 something to put it out there in the world. But, you know, really don't look at the numbers. Don't look at the people, what the like all the flashy things. Just ask yourself, is that person that I truly feel in my heart connected and I feel they're authentic? And if the answer is no, probably you're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I see so many people talking about how much money they make and they're always trying to hit higher and higher and higher numbers and they're putting this all out to the world and that's great like if there's a lesson behind it or something but I I really do feel like a lot of coaches out there use the numbers as a sign of their worth I know for me when I first started my business it definitely was like oh my gosh I want to hit my first three thousand dollar month then five thousand and like you know I was using it as a measure of my worth and a lot of it was 
I wanted my family to see me as successful. But then when I would mention these numbers to them, they didn't really care, you know, like <laughs> it's not like no one else cares how much money. And how it made you feel that the fact that they didn't care, that it bother you, they didn't get what? Yeah. 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 I remember my dad said something to me like, um, when I hit my first $5,000 a month, he said, well, next hit your $10,000 a month, then I'll be impressed or something like wow. that. Wow. It was always new Next level. level. Mm-hmm. It's like never ending. So it's like, when are we going to stop making it mean something about us? Oh my God. Amen. And talk about also the scale, right? Numbers, not, a, not only in the bank account, but in your scale. Like, are you happy? Like, mm-hmm. it's not just being thin, extra small. That's not equal happy and perfect and worthy of all the things you want. You're already worthy. <laughs> just the way you are even when you have shitty days even if you're not at your best and that is such a a slow healing journey for me Uh, and I'm I'm not saying that I'm on the other side at all I'm definitely not completely healed not nor all of us Um, but exactly right it's like a never-ending journey and always there's the next level of healing and and shedding more bullshit (laughs) but definitely I feel this is such an important message for everybody to kind of think about it, but let's talk about opening a business. Okay. So people open up the business, especially if thing after 2020, people start to wake up like, ah, I don't want to do my day job. I'm over it. I don't want to work for money. Okay. Great. How the hell I'm actually doing it. <laughs> How you actually, what are be the like foundational steps, right? What can you do? And of course, there's different strategy for everybody, but there's like some kind of like common stages for new business owners. What do you think about that? Yeah. So first of all, I would say for hiring business mentors, people should hire business mentors for two reasons. One, if they need to get started and they need the structure and two, if they're growing and they need someone to help them as they grow, because it's going to be different structures as they grow. So that's the first thing. But for someone just starting, I would say um, if they have the funds to hire a mentor and if they don't, they should read as many business books as they can and learn how to start a business. They should read on marketing and on sales. And also, um, they should really think about the service that they offer. Cause it really comes down to that. I like to help people who want to serve the world, who have mission-based businesses. So the way that I look at it is what service am I solving or what service am I providing to the world? What problem am I solving for people and start there and then like journal on it. Talk about what problem am I actually solving for people? And then think of people who have that problem and then pitch to them. It's as simple as that. And then from there, they can start to grow. I think running a business is simple, but not easy um, in the sense that the actual steps are not hard. But there's different things that'll hold people back. Like, for example, sometimes people will have problems with visibility and sharing what they offer because they're afraid that people are going to say, oh, who are you to do this? That's a mindset issue that they have to look at. So I think that it really comes down to mindset and also strategy. Like you really need a combination of both. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's so funny you said that because (laughs) so so visibility, but it's more than just that, right? It's like people say to me, oh, business, like sp- especially spiritual people, They're like, oh, I don't want to open a business. It's so like, it's dirty. It's like, uh, it sounds so masculine. It's like, no, 
opening a business is the most spiritual thing you can ever do. It's going to bring up so much, so much shit out and you're not going to even believe it's coming out of you. And it's crazy the stories we tell ourselves about receiving and giving money, about about putting yourself out there, about your worth, about your gifts, about all these things. And it's, I think if you want to really grow spiritually, open up a business just, just for the spiritual, uh, um, uh, you know, progress just from doing it. Trust me. It's like equals like five years in, in, uh, I don't know, and somewhere in, in a retreat somewhere, <laughs> but I truly feel like for me, cause I, you know, I have my day job. I have also, I was a business owner of a, of a local uh, studio in New York city. And now I pivot to complete to mindset coaching and, you know, helping people to get more of whatever they want. It could be more money, uh, love, abundance, whatever that is they want with less effort. Cause I've been that person who was hustling, struggling, and it's just no results. And there's so much more, as you said, than just strategy and the doing. There's the mindset and the energy behind it. And I think for me, one of the things that really helped me is first of all, again, connecting to what excites me. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, there is a lot of people, the business people, they're going to tell you, oh, go market research, go ask your audience, go do this, do that. I actually think you have to connect to yourself first and ask yourself, what is it do you on a daily basis? I'm not talking about the being like Mar Mary Forleo on stage and like, no, or Oprah Winfrey. I'm talking about the day to day, how you want your day to day to look like. What are you excited? And you can just talk about for hours and hours and not get tired. What mm -hmm. is it that you feel you have this gift? You need, all of us know those answers. We just think they're not enough. Or what would somebody pay me for that? And it's mm -hmm. simple as that. And just from there, start opening yourself out and talk about it. It's not like you need to open up a social media and do all these market uh, marketing you know, strategies. Just share your knowledge, give value from a really, from, a, from your heart. And by opening yourself up and giving value, you're obviously going to expand your audience. And from having an audience, now you can actually, you know, you don't want to just give your, uh, you know, your uh, advice to, and, and open yourself for uh, open, uh, you know, coaching sessions, whatever to crickets, right? Cause nobody's going to be there, but from a place of, okay, I'm, I'm serving. I feel there is some kind of, like there is, people want to hear more. People are excited to hear more. People ask questions. Oh, I see they're, they're, they need more help with this. Oh, let me help them. Maybe one-on-one -on -one coaching or program or course. And things are just going to go from there. And yeah, just kind of thought, what, what would, if I was in their shoes, what would I wanted to do? And I think this is, this is the thing. Always connect to yourself and go from there. Because honestly, all the answers are within. But a lot of times our mentors and our coaches help us to kind of by asking the right questions, by directing us and showing us different ways, help us to connect better to what it is that we want. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Yeah. And I feel like the best mentors and the best coaches are the people that try to guide the person back to themselves or guide the person to the thing that's going to be best for them instead of just putting their strategy on them. Cause that's out of ego. That's not out of what's best for the person. Exactly. So 
course I've had a lot of mentors who try to give me like their strategies or try to tell me exactly what I should do instead of asking me, okay, what feels best for you? Or like, Hey, Annie, you told me that you don't want to have 10 calls on your calendar a day. And now I hear you saying that you want this. So which one is it? Are you wanting the 10 calls in your calendar a day? Because you feel like you need to be productive. Is that rooted in some childhood trauma or whatever, you know? So that's why I feel yes. like important to be trauma informed if you're going to be a mentor, because a lot of this stuff is rooted in trauma and it has nothing to do with like what the person's actually doing in the present. It's so true. It's so true. Again, we'll come back to, <laughs> to the trauma and the healing yourself and, and truly uncovering who you really, really are beyond the stories, beyond the pain. Um, Speaking of pain, since it's Valentine's Day, I just want to touch a little bit about love, right? Because I feel there's so many stories about, okay, you want to open up a business, but then maybe I need to sacrifice my love life or it's this or either that. I can't be a businesswoman and also have a successful relationship. And again, that's something that come up for a lot of, even actually singers, when you think about it, one of the things I heard a lot from from opera singers it's like you know you have to choose you can't have a family life you have to choose either do you want to be an opera singer or you want to have a family you know you can't have both so what are your thoughts about that I think it's bullshit honestly <laughs> that we can have whatever we want I think that just like anything in life if you're trying to find something you need to see examples of what exists so for example, I want a relationship like Lori and Chris Harder have. I don't know if you know who they are. No, but they're I do like, not. Who are they? They're entrepreneurs and they're amazing. And they have a relationship like, like I want, you know? Um, she is a huge public speaker entrepreneur. And so is he. He leads like huge masterminds and all these things. And I would want to sing as well. But that's the type of partner that I want. Like someone who's energetically aligned with me, who's kind of on a similar path. And amazing. if it exists, if they already have that, then it also exists for me, you know, and I've seen so many examples of it. And there's so many examples too, for singers whose um, partners support their careers, whether they support them financially, or they support them emotionally or whatever else, you know, so I think it really is all possible. It's just about figuring out exactly what you want and not settling. Um, I recently broke up with someone last week, um, just because he was not aligned with me. Like he was not on, um, the same level of consciousness. And I think it kind of comes down to boundaries again, too, even mm. with like standards and boundaries, like it's not about the other person. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them, but it's just like, what do I want? What am I willing to accept? And like, what's, what's a deal breaker for me. And for me, someone who couldn't communicate was a deal breaker. So I think it just comes down to really knowing yourself and, what you want and not settling for less than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel, you know, dating is hard, right? Dating is hard. And I feel for good friends of mine that are still single and they're mid thirties and they're like, what is going on? Why is it not happening? What do you think is the problem? Is it the lack of boundaries? Is it the trauma that is not healed? All the above. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm an expert on that because I'm single. Too. Yeah, we're just talking, you know, we're just kind of like digging but, in. Yeah. Let's see. I think a lot of times if in general, like if someone's not getting what they want in life, I think it's either a lack of focus or a lack of boundaries. Like they're mm. not 
they're not consistently doing the action that it takes to get there. And also they're settling for less than what they want. For me, it's easier to look at that, like in terms of like career and business, just because that's kind of like what right. I specialize. I think the same would apply to relationships also. And I think it's also like really holding the vision that what you want exists um, for relationships. That's something that I'm intentionally trying to cultivate in my life right now. I just keep saying like this mantra that I got from Amanda Francis um, from her turning shit into gold course. I have that course. It's amazing. And she says, God did not forget me when it comes to love. And I just say that all the time. Like, mm. I know that God forget me when it comes to love. I know that what I want exists, what I want is also seeking me. And then it kind of takes away a lot of the stress and the pressure that we feel. Cause it's like, everything's going to happen and unfold in the timing that it's supposed to. Like, if you okay. just buying for that thing, it's going to happen for you eventually, but it's just not giving up and staying consistent. And don't feel like you are less of, or you're miserable or your life is not complete if you don't have somebody. And I think some, something so beautiful about being single, you know, like you have this time to like actually love the hell out of yourself and do whatever you want and like fulfill yourself. And like, you don't have any responsibilities, obviously you have, but, but not as much if you have like a kids or anything like that. And it's just such a beautiful time that I wish people were actually not take for granted and not always want to be in the other side right away. Like, hold mm -hmm. on, it's gonna come. And yeah. I think for me, looking back for what helped me to actually meet my soulmate, it was and after like, truly, like it was hard, you know, and it's not like I was not single, but it was not aligned. The people that I was with are was always not the fit and I wasn't feeling like myself. And again, it was like coming back to my parents, like trying to be something that I'm not in order to be loved, doing overdoing in order to be loved. And again, coming back to the place of, wait, wait, I'm enough. Even without makeup, even when I'm like slaying, even if I'm not like whatever, even mm -hmm. when I'm sitting in the couch and just like doing absolutely nothing, I'm worthy of the love and I'm worthy of receiving true, abundant, healthy love and, and have this connection a deeper level and this is the thing how you expect somebody to love you and have a deep connection with you if you're not experiencing within yourself a deep connection and love within yourself it's almost impossible because you're always going to meet people on the surface of where you meet yourself and it's not just like you we probably heard it before but Really think about it, how much you're allowing yourself, how much you're opening your heart and allowing somebody to actually get in. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because it's, you know, true love is about letting go. And sometimes you got to let it go because, you know, you can love them, but it's just not, you know, as you said, your standards are there and they're just not meeting it. And you know, there's something better for you and you have to trust and believe that the best is yet to come. This is just not it. It It's a stepping stone, but it's not it. And I'm not ready to settle. And because I see so many people, they're married and they're miserable because mm -hmm. they're settled and they, it's too hard now with kids and they're just, just, it's harder. So yeah. don't give up. Don't give up. Set the standards, set what you want. Mm -hmm. What do you want to experience? How you want to feel in this relationship? And Truly let go of all the, how we supposed to look, how we supposed to make, what he was supposed to do. All the things that are superficial connect to the feeling you're going to feel when you're in the, with that person. And it's like amazing how, like, 
God knows what you want. Your inner, per- like your inner higher self knows what you want. We don't need to like keep asking and knocking and just like, oh, don't forget about me. Hey, you remember me? Like God and universe knows exactly what you want, but you have to truly connect to it, to the feeling as much frequently as possible. Give that love to yourself, to the people around you, because love is not just between, you know, opposite sex or same sex or whatever you're into. It's everywhere. It's in you. It's coming out of you. And we can tap into that feeling anytime. How exciting it is, right? Yeah, I love that. And I also think there's something to be said about like enjoying the journey, you know? Mm-hmm. So like same thing with, um, I think love and business are similar in that way. Like, you know, just like if someone's not enjoying having to be on social media all day, every day, or like they're not enjoying being on the dating apps, like find a different strategy, you know, like for relationships, you can go out and meet people organically or like go do things that you enjoy doing. And like, people are going to naturally be drawn to you by that. Like, it doesn't have to be this thing where it's so stressful. Like we can release the pressure on the outcome and just enjoy the journey. I think that's really what life is about in general. Oh my God. And, and isn't it fun when you're like, open yourself up for surprises. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel in the manifestation world, I don't know about you, but one of the things that frustrated me is that like, oh, you got to know what you want. And you got to be super, 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 super specific to the point where it's like too, like, it's too much, right? You're over-controlling. And it's, no, this is the point where we're here. We're here to discover, to be like surprised, but how the universe is going to bring it to you in the most unexpected, most incredible way you never would even think of. And then when you get it, it's so much juicier. It's so much enjoyable and so much like, ah, yes, it's like amazing. And it's even better than you ever would even imagine. And that's what happened to when I met my husband, I literally met him at a, um, a job site, you know, like when my day job, I was just like, I talked to him and we like from the same, same town from Minsk, from Belarus, like it's insane. And he was not married. And all these, like all these things like just kind of like clicked on like I would never meet him on a dating app and honestly before I met him I was like no more dating apps I can't do this I hate this it doesn't feel aligned with me and I just said and I I, again I went back to what feels good and I listened to myself and I was like don't do it if it feels yucky don't stress it don't push it there's different ways and open yourself up for like these miracles and that's where the magic happened for me so i know it's going to happen to you soon very soon i feel it (laughs) really about like not settling for something that just feels gross to you like if someone's like on the dating apps and it doesn't feel fun to them then what's the point you know or like if someone's trying to post on social media and they're just posting to post and it's not fun like they don't feel excited about what they're saying what's the point? Or if someone's like doing this job that they hate and they're just doing it to make money, what is the point? You know, like we have to actually feel good about what we're doing. We have to feel aligned with what we're doing. And I think that like kind of coming back to like business, I think that's what attracts the right clients, the right people and the right opportunities into your world is when you're following what, what, like you said, what uh, lights you up, what makes you excited, what brings you joy and like what makes you feel good instead of what makes you feel bad and just getting rid of all the shit that makes you feel bad. Cause none of that, none of that needs to be here. You know, you don't need to force anything. I, you know what I think it is. And I'm, I think we're going to close with that as, as the fact that we are not knowing how to enjoy mm-hmm. our pleasure sensors are so we're so covered in trauma, 
upon trauma and trauma. Like our body is wired for like this flight or fight, yes. survival. And I can feel it, you know, if it, you're watching the news or you're just like existing, you know, you can feel it. There's just so much distress and everything that is, is like literally trapped in your body that is hard for us to receive pleasure because we are now wired to enjoy it. and therefore we see it as danger. Our body, our subconscious just kind of like doesn't know how to even comprehend. We're almost like scared of enjoying. We're scared of receiving abundance of money and, and actually a relationship that is healthy and, and nourishing and beautiful. Like, I don't, I don't know how to cope with that. Like your body doesn't feel good in it. So I think just by like, start to asking yourself on a really like on a daily basis, something small, like what I want to do today. Like literally what I want to do. I want to take the right path or the left path. Do I want to take the train or want to walk? Do I want to eat this or want to eat that? Like literally with this little things that just kind of like what I feel like eating, like your body knows what it needs to eat. You don't need yeah. to like, I'm a vegan, but mm -hmm. I'm not like living by a book or feeling like, okay, if I like literally this last weekend, I ate a chicken sandwich. My body craved it. You know what, Annie? I just allow myself and I had this chicken sandwich. My husband looked at me. He was like, oh my God. He took pictures. Like, I want to remember that day. It's like, listen. Amazing. My body needs it. I want it. As Ariana said, I want it. I got it. That's it. So. <laughs> so much. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that you know, to someone who is so used to having to like prove a point or to play a role or like fit into a certain box, doing what feels aligned to them is really scary. Um, and I love that question. Like, what do I want to do today? What do I want to eat today? Just asking yourself what feels best to me and following that. Cause I think, um, for me, at least when I started following that, that's when my entire life changed. That's when I started feeling more aligned. That's when my schedule freed up and I had the space to do things. That's when I started making money and doing what I loved doing is when I started okay. listening, cleared away, like, who do I have to be in order to be loved? Or like, who do I think I have to be? And then it's like, who am I, who am I actually, you know? And I think mm -hmm. it's like, thing, and we're always uncovering new layers and entrepreneurship, I think really reveals a lot of that. So it's <laughs> that's like, for sure. It's a spiritual experience being a business owner. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. So for those who are interested in kind of diving deeper with you and want to lift their business or start their business, um, mm -hmm. where they can find you. So I am on Instagram at Annie Calvanesso. So my full name, um, I'm sure it'll be in like the show notes or something. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. My website is currently being revamped, um, but it will be up soon. Um, so I do business consulting, um, either for people who are starting out or people who want to grow. And then I also do, um, intuitive breakthrough sessions. Like if someone feels stuck in their life and they don't even know, like, am I going to start a business? Am I going to get a job? Like I help them with that too. So kind of wow. a little coaching, um, but those are called intuitive breakthrough sessions. So I help people with that too. Oh, isn't it the best? So thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any follow-up questions, uh, we're so, so more than happy to hear your questions. And maybe we'll do a part two if you guys are excited to listen to more. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And definitely share this on your stories. Uh, tag Annie, tag me at FLC Abundant Life. And that's it. Have a beautiful day, guys. 
See you next time.